0: Uh, Hello. Good evening to everybody out there. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom Medlin, W5KUB. This show is all about ham radio, uh, amateur radio. If you're out there listening on uh, International Shortwave, on WBCQ, on 7490, we're uh, glad to have you. You can always join our show live on Tuesday nights by going to W5KUB.com and clicking on uh, clicking on join the chat room and video, and you can watch us and you can actually chat with us. would uh, love to hear from you. Send us an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Let us know where in the world you are. Give us a signal report and let us uh, know how well you're hearing uh, WBCQ. Uh, for everybody out there in the chat room, uh, if you will please hit the subscribe button on the video uh, there on the YouTube channel. Uh, it really helps us a lot to hit the subscribe button. It helps us to uh, advertise our show, and uh, YouTube will uh, uh, kind of put the little thumbnail to the side when people are, are looking for different things to watch. And uh, we'd start popping up out there, and actually uh, about 20 or 30% of our viewers on, on a Tuesday night actually come to us by clicking on that um, that uh, YouTube um, little icon over on the uh, right side there, you know, similar things that you're looking for. Oh, let's see. uh, Hey, tonight, in addition to ham radio and a lot of things, uh, we're going to have a tribute uh, to our uh, veteran ham radio operators. And a number of you have already sent pictures in when you were in the military. And got some neat pictures here. We're going to go over those in a little while with you, and have some fun tonight, and um, uh, just kind of see where that goes. If you, it's not too late. If you'll just go to our Facebook group, it's called W5KUB. You can uh, add your pictures right now, and uh, they'll be on the show tonight. So uh, please do that. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, let's, let's jump over and we're, we're kind of light tonight on people, but, uh, that's okay. We've got people out working and traveling. So it's uh, a little difficult to keep everybody here all the time, but we've tried to be very consistent to have this show every single Tuesday night. And, uh, so far I think we're doing pretty good. We've been on there close to seven years. Can you believe that? The show has been on weekly for almost seven running years. Uh, unbelievable. Let's go out to uh, Glenn Popil and see what Glenn's doing. Glenn, how you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I'm doing good down here in, you know, DX country of Mississippi. You know, hold, what, 30 miles from me, if that much? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just dealing with the time change. We were talking about this before the, the show. You know, I worked until 5 today, but I swear I felt like I was working until midnight. It got dark and the place was quiet, and I'm like, it just had that feel of having to work forever.
0: Well, you know, it's it's a big change. It's, man, when you get off work, it's dark now. Uh, you think you're there at midnight.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy driving home across town at, in the dark, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and, well, uh, well, that's a new job for you. It's going to get easier, I'm sure. It's a fun job. I yeah, enjoy it. Yeah easier for you there let me see if i can bring both of us up here okay there we go uh well well you're settling in there to your new job and uh you're, you're feeling pretty comfortable there and they got you completely uh workload uh they got everything for you to do now right
1: well i'm set for a while i've got you know enough on my plate to last me until at least january but uh you know it's it's just kind of like you know see that dump truck load of stuff over there it's yours deal with it oh yeah. <laughs> so, all right so they just gave me a bunch but uh you know the other thing is though it looks like you know ham fest and stuff are starting back up um, i was just saying i'm going to be going to uh the collinsville I uh, believe it's indiana but it's yeah it's right on the state <laughs> line there uh between st louis and across the river in collinsville for their uh ham fest in january and uh then of course orlando getting my tickets and everything to, to go to orlando that was the last real ham fest i went to just before the pandemic so i'm excited to, to go back down there
0: well, all right well look hey let's um let's jump into our show tonight and um, let's look at some pictures that some of our uh, veterans uh, and uh, kind of some interesting pictures here. You know, we're looking, I'm looking at a guy here. Let me get this guy on here. Now, some of the pictures are kind of out of order here. Uh, Everybody didn't post their veteran pictures in the same thread. So I'm going to have to jump around a little bit, but we're going to have fun tonight and we're going to look at some pictures and uh, I might even make fun of people I know. Now, if I know you and I make fun of you, (laughs) Then you know it, it doesn't really mean anything, you know, you know, and, and you know the thing about you know, hey, let me just say this, you know, I heard heard someone say, oh, I saw, I saw this somewhere the other day. In fact, I may even have it here. Let's see.
2: Well, well, anyway, anyway, what I, gonna, what I was
0: going to what I was going to say is, you know, with all the people calling everybody names nowadays, and you know, you know, half the country's this and half the country's that and all that. Well it's a little different for veterans you know it's kind of like a brotherhood you know and the thing about it is one veteran can call the other veteran the most terrible 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 names in the book and 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 the other veteran all he does is just grins and he turns around and he says something back to the other guy to make him sound even more awful yeah so you know it's kind of like it's a it's a game you know uh So it's all in good fun, and, uh, boy, I think I had a picture or something. Hey, before we get into that, I'm going to post a picture here, and you guys try to think what it is. This is a mystery picture. We've got a mystery picture tonight. Now, there it is, guys. Now, Glenn, if you know what it is, just don't say what it is yet, but uh, you guys need to look at this, and... um, you guys need to look at this and see if you can figure out what this is used for. I will give you a hint. The, the little clip, there's a, that clip there is a clip uh, there in the center. It clips around a cable. So it clips around a cable. So you might want to look at, be thinking of that. Uh, here's another hint. Here's another one. Here's another one right here. Look at that. Now I don't know if you you know that might help you, but be thinking about it be thinking about what that is and a little later in the show, I'm gonna tell you what this is and it, it is it is uh radio related so this is gonna be fun if you guys can figure out what that is right there yeah and, and while,
1: while you're doing that yeah uh, they've been asking in the chat room uh Katie just got in from a trip so she probably won't be here tonight. They got Alan working late, so he may make it, he may not. So you're stuck with just me tonight.
0: Me, well, me and, and you know, and, and Bill, I don't know about Bill. I, I just found out yesterday, Bill's been in a hospital for like three or four days. Oh my he, just, he just got home yesterday. So uh, I don't think it's anything serious. But uh, So I don't know if he's going to make it tonight or not. Well, hey, we're going to have fun with the show tonight. So, hey, somebody said a doohickey for hams. That is real close. Guys, you're really close. That is close to a doohickey right there, I can tell you. Well, I was
1: thinking maybe like a pull-up bar, you know, you put yeah, it on your, yeah. your coax so uh uses a pull-up bar.
0: So, uh, you know, just to get this thing started here, boy, I got my pictures are everywhere here. And uh, we're going to get into everybody's individual pictures here in a minute. We're going to have some fun. And, you know, a lot of the hams got their uh, their communications background or radio background uh front the military. And that's kind of kind of cool. Okay, so look, you know, here's a, here's a uh, thing here. I don't know if you can read this or not, but there was this joint conference between, you know, w- with all the branches, and they were doing a survey, and the question was, you know, if, uh, the, the, the question was, what would you do, and they asked each branch of the military this, what would you do if you found a scorpion in your tent? Well, a sailor, now like Bill there, Bill, W-Z-1-L, he's a sailor. Uh, he, I'm sure he'd say, I'd step on it. And then, then we had a soldier say, you know, man, I'd squash it with my boot. You know, they're getting you know, a little bit more aggressive there. But, you know, a really good answer comes from a Marine. You would expect this from a Marine. A Marine said, I'd catch it, I'd break the stinger off of it, and I'd eat it. But me in the Air Force what i would normally say is i would pick up the phone and call room service and ask them what a tent's doing in my room that's that's what i would do all right
1: yeah they saw me come in and canceled the draft so
0: oh man well
1: I, i i decided to go and just do military research instead
0: Yeah. Well, look, hey, uh, about nine o'clock tonight, we'll open the Zoom lines up for everybody out there. And maybe we got a lot of neat stories in from uh, veterans. And uh, the draft was really big going. Uh, That was uh, one of the things that uh, that um, uh, helped me make some decisions real fast. Uh, Yes. You know, back in in my day, the Air
1: Force and then they canceled the draft. And I was
0: like, never mind see most people my age have served or in some capacity or or they were unable to for for various things that's because we had a draft back then and when you get that little card in the mail and it says 1a on it and it says you know you're number 15 or something like that yeah uh you know you got to kind of you got to take that seriously you know oh uh, let's see I'm, I'm too no i'm not too tense i'm having fun here you guys i'm having fun tonight all right, so, hey, back to the mystery picture. Don't forget, there's a mystery picture right there. Mystery picture. All right, uh, let's see. So we're going to go to some pictures here now. on. Uh, well, hey, just a couple general pictures first before we get into specifics. I, I flashed a few of them up there. You know, man, we got so many shots back when we were in that we probably couldn't. <laughs> Goodness. We probably couldn't even catch COVID today. No telling what they, they put in us, man. You know, <laughs> you know, we had the bubonic plague, and we had all of other stuff, you know. And, you know and, they oh, give you a shot in one arm
1: and take all your blood out with the that's other That's right.
0: One. And, you know, hey, I don't like to talk about this much, but there was the shot with the square needle. Now, most of you guys in the military know what I'm talking about well, when I say the shot with the square needle. I won't say where they did it, but... Uh, uh that that's i I just i'm not talking more about that right now but you walked funny for at least a week yeah you may have walked funny hey this is a neat picture i found look at this this is after world war ii can you believe this wow can you believe this this ship coming home from overseas look at the people on this ship these are are, our military i bet you those guys are some of the happiest guys in the world right there oh yeah. yeah oh man it's just unbelievable there. You know, a, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of hams um, uh, had uh, some um, something to do in the military with, with communications, radio and so forth. Uh, uh, I was in uh, communications, but also uh, when I was overseas, I uh, had my ham license and I was overseas. This is about 1970 here. Uh, There's my license. I was HL9KT uh, in South Korea, and uh, I operated over there uh, uh, with a HW-100 that I built a few years earlier than that. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, I never saw any real action or anything like that, you know, being in the Air Force, and I was lucky to to be in safe places. Uh, I I, I did occasionally find a 50 caliber that... uh, I could play with a little bit uh, that was uh, out near my base and uh, uh, had a little fun there with that let's see what else is going on oh there here's a picture of me in my HW 100 uh, in Korea this is 1972 I think right there so uh, you know I wasn't a party guy I wasn't a drinker guy I don't drink or smoke or anything like that so uh, you know, I had ham radio and had fun, and, and I took care of all the other guys. I would drive the truck up to work and back, and uh, I would take care of them when, when they couldn't do much. This is typically what most of the people did overseas. Uh, this is across from my room there. Uh, this, is, this is typically uh, uh, what the team looked like just about any given morning, afternoon, or evening right here. Uh, let's see. All right, so, um, okay, let me get some pictures going here. All right, so now here's a picture here. This is one of our guys here in the chat room here. That's Bill WZ1L, and let me tell you, I think he was about 29 years old there, and he's saying that he was getting his second good conduct medal. I I can't believe that. No, no, no. Not Bill. I don't know. There's there's some things I question. First of all. I mean,
1: he could get any other medal, but not the good conduct. First of all,
0: this is his second good conduct medal. I don't understand that. In the Air Uh, Force, we only got one good contact medal. (laughs) I mean, we didn't get multiple. I guess he got one every week. He was so good. I don't know. Yeah.
1: but you know they're saying in the chat room i bet if you shaved off his beard right now he'd look just about identical to that picture
0: well he he might he he, he might dear let's see let me get down to some pictures here oh look at there man there he is again now he, you know he kind of reminds me of opie taylor there or you know uh, <laughs> yeah i i don't that uh, i think that's a picture of opie now he was uh what was he 17 there 17 years old i think went in the navy let's see um uh, that's his boot camp picture, 1970. All right, WZ1L. There he is right there, you know. Now, I think somebody needs to teach the Navy how to tie a knot in a tie. That thing is supposed to, you know, come all the way up to the collar right there. I don't know. That looks a little sloppy to me. <laughs> a little sloppy. All right, let's see. <clears throat> let's see if we can pull some more up here. Oh, boy. Okay, I'll get them. All I got to do is get to the right place
1: here. Yeah, Brett uh, in the chat room was talking about working for a military contractor. That's what I did straight out of high school. Uh, I spent uh, seven years at Pratt uh, Whitney Aircraft uh, Government Research. And I was doing all the computer systems uh for their data acquisition on the turbojet engines for the yep. was it? F-14, 15 16
0: and the Blackbird. All right, yeah. hey, that was, he, that was the closest I came to serving. Well, that's okay. You uh, you served in a different capacity there. Hey, here's uh, here's John Edwards. Night. Uh, this is two thousand five. Uh, ah. All right. He looks pretty good. now I don't know. He looks a little neater than Bill did. Maybe back when Bill was in, they didn't have to be so neat. I don't know. Oh, let's see. Okay.
1: Well, back when Bill was there, they had to take
0: what they could get. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's you know. Hey, I joined the Air Force because I didn't really want to go in the Army. I could have gone in the Army, been drafted for two years, and uh, I said, "Nope, I'm not going to be. I'm not going in the Army for two years." So I joined the Air Force for four. Now, that picture there on the left is me in a tent. Well, I played. I got in at this gung ho outfit called the Fourth Mob, and we, uh, hey, uh, we uh, slept in tents. I carried an M16. I did perimeter guard duty. We, what we did, we took. Uh, we had our own base that we would take out in the middle of nowhere and set a base up. Air, you know, uh, runways and air traffic controller and communications and all that. So, there was me in the Fourth Mob right there. There's a, there's Bill again. All right, let me see. Eighteen more right there. That's what I'm looking for right there. Here we go. Um, this is. Or he he blends into the. Um, yeah, he the does. It took really, a minute really really to get well myself there. oriented with the picture. Yeah, that's uh, uh, SPC David Wall W nine A. U.S. Army Reserve, 2012, 2021, 485th uh, Engineering Company. So uh, there he is right there. Looks like he's doing some kind of radio work. That's cool. Cool. Let me see. Okay, let's just keep going here. Let's see what we got here. And this picture will be, this is a uh, uh, Chief Engineering Aid. Uh, and I don't know what some of this stuff is. In... MCB-28, U.S. Navy CBs, October of 83 through August of 2012. Um, yeah, and then it looks like he went in the Air Force. Um, okay, 2012 through 2016. So uh, he was in recently. I've run across in our group here, I've run across in our group here, uh, some people that actually served in the Navy, the Army, and the Air Force. I don't know wow. how they did it, man. don't know. Uh, let's see what we got here. Herman Odel. I don't know much about a uh, 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 Herman here. He didn't give us a lot of detail, but uh, he uh, looks like he's uh, under a bridge, maybe guarding a bridge there. Uh, I don't know. Let's see what else we got here. Help me watch. Help me watch the chat room here, Glenn, too, in case. Uh, in case something comes up, we need to, to talk about it, dear. Here's old Ross uh, uh, Stenberg in uh, in Vietnam. Uh, you know, um, got a big smile on his face. He must have been enjoying the tour there in Vietnam. I I don't know. I I don't know that I could be that happy over there. But you know, you you when you get in, you make the best of uh, you make the best of what you can uh, while you're in. And uh, looks like he's doing it, dear. He's got plenty of ammunition there over his shoulder. Let's see what we got here. This is kind of a cool picture here. Let me see if I can uh, let me see if I can figure out how to get this down a little bit where you guys can see it. All right, this is a cool picture here. Uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Don Gallen, uh, KL7DG, the Air Force. And uh he was in command and control systems. Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm there. And uh there he is right there with Saudi General Prince Turkey bin Nasser Nasser bin Abdul Azir. Boy, what a name. But there he is right there. Looking cool looking cool. cool and you notice you notice uh, the pictures back in this era we didn't have very good cameras back in glenn
1: no we had the instamatics
0: i mean yeah it, you, you know, know the pictures pictures we were weren't lucky. very good back then and and you know now here's here's somebody right here that sent this in and i know this person uh uh i know this person personally we've had him on our show before and i interviewed him up at dayton one year uh this is uh, Richard Brandt here, uh, K5, I mean W5LEK. He's 100 years old and he served in the U.S. Army uh, in the South Pacific during World War II. And uh, he's usually found on uh, 1990 there on 160 between 5 and 6 a.m. Central Time. So if you guys want to talk to uh, Richard, get on uh, get on uh, 160 there. Looks like he's still standing tall and doing good there at 100. And we've got Paul Poston here. Don't know much about Paul, but uh, he's all dressed up there in his uh, dress uh, uniform, and uh, he looks very, uh, very serious there. Thank you, Paul. oh Harold Garrett, my friend that was in uh, was overseas with me. <laughs> Stuck this picture in there. Uh, again, that's me uh, operating my uh, HW-100 there uh, at, at Osan uh, Air Base in Korea. And uh, I had, had a keyer there, and I built the 100. And uh, I had my mama did dad, get- I had mom and dad package this up and send it to me, you know, through the mail. I was just going to ask how you got it there. Well, I, 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 I called them and uh, had them send it to me in the mail, and they put it in this cardboard box but didn't put any packing around it and uh it actually bent uh like one of the knobs here is actually bent a little bit but you know it survived and it, and it worked okay there. you know worked okay let's see who we got here well this is brent Gourley. here he, he's in nam right here uh looks like he's on flying status so uh Uh, There he is. That's his first tour. I guess he made multiple tours there. Uh, Wow. Oh, man. Some of these assignments weren't great assignments back then. No. They weren't great. Here we go. Dennis Steele, first licensed back in 1953. Now, this guy's an old-timer. I thought I was an old-timer being licensed back in 64, but... But Dennis has got me beat here in 1953.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's got his knot done a little bit better,
0: too. Yeah, his knot is better. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have to research that knot. Maybe we can get Bill. Hey, Bill will be in the—he'll be in Zoom later tonight. Remind me to ask Bill to explain the knots and how that is supposed to be, Okay. Yeah. But Dennis here, uh, you know, aboard the USS Helena, he's still active today, told me on 40, 20, 15 meter CW. And that was him in 1957 in radio school. Wow. Radio school, there you go. Good like he's having fun. Okay. David Crawford, Clear AFS. I guess that's. AK is that Alaska? I don't know. Yeah, I may be getting this wrong. KF four KWW. There he is, right there. And I think that's a Klingon salute, isn't it? No, that's the Vulcan. Oh, salute. the Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. Now that was before Star Trek and all that kind of stuff came out. I wonder how this guy knew that. <laughs> I just wonder if he actually had a had a clearance where he actually. Yeah, he uh, knew well, stuff. It, well, he knew stuff. <laughs> Even way back then. He knew stuff way back in. All right. All right. Donald Johnson. Uh, check. Uh, okay. see. Uh, Barry Sandifer. There's Barry. Uh, this guy looks really tough. He's got the beret on there. I wouldn't mess with him. You know, no, this no, is, uh, don't mess with me. U.S. Army eighty-three to ninety-one, military intelligence. Morse Interceptor. You know? Hey, he was a Morse interceptor, so that's probably why he got his license. Or maybe he had it when he went in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I hear Johnny Cash, the country singer yeah. was the uh, intelligence Morris code receiver. Yeah, he and was a crack CW he, guy. He was the one he was the one I think that first copied that I think Stalin had died. He he intercepted that, and that's how the news got to the United States. Johnny, I mean, yeah, Johnny Cash did that. Yeah, that's cool. Eric. Here's Eric Bunninger. Uh, DC 3... I don't know, man. SW and AW. Eric uh, Budner, uh, uh, N2K-O-J, if I'm reading it from a distance. All right. So, uh, let's see. This, that's the U.S. Navy. Now, see, the Navy is starting to kind of, they're starting to get uniforms that kind of look a little bit more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, they stopped doing the knot because nobody can tie yeah, it. Yeah. The, the Navy here looks a little bit more comfortable right here, you know. now well, let's see. What do we got here? There we go. Now this is a good one. This is kind of like my assignment right here when I was overseas. <laughs> this is kind of like my assignment right here. Yeah. This is a uh, uh, wi 7 ky 8 Wolfpack, Kunsan Air Base, R- Republic of Korea. Okay, that that that's it, man. See, that's Korean guys. Yeah. That's that's us and. uh. It was a tough assignment, but somebody had to do it.
1: Somebody had to do it, yeah.
0: That's right. Here's Warren, Warren Zimmer. He's uh, a friend of ours, known him for a long time here. He enlisted in 1976, I guess this is 76 to uh, 80. And uh, I'm not sure where he is, but uh, the air probably is not very good there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we got another one. Here we go. Here's a warrant right here. Commissioned United States Air Force, Air National Guard, 1982 to 1988. There he is right there. Got those lieutenant bars on there. So he uh, did good. I I salute him right now. Yeah, I see now, this is David Osley. Now, David looks young here. Let me tell you, he looks about like I looked when I went in the Air Force. I mean, he looks really young here. And um, uh, I don't think he's a tall guy, just like I wasn't a tall guy. And uh, But anyway, hey, the Navy took him, and I'm sure he uh, uh, did a fine job for him. You know, when I went in the Air Force, you had to weigh 120 pounds to pass your physical I weighed 119 pounds when I went in and uh, they took me uh, didn't they didn't fail me or anything they, they took me so I was lucky uh, there's a ship I guess David was on All right here let's look at look at a ship here that's a cool-looking ship man so I hey, Glenn you ever notice how long the ship is and how narrow it is on the width what you know I mean what keeps them from turning over <laughs>
1: Uh, the ballast in the bottom.
0: Man, okay. Well, yeah. I guess I guess they know what they're doing there. Yeah. All right. We're back to Bill. We're back to Bill. Yep. Maybe z have one L right there. And I think that is probably all the um, uh, all the the uh, pictures that we received. Uh, there um i've got this let's see i may have one or two more pictures maybe maybe not um i think we have already looked at all of the pictures i had here don't forget guys this this is the secret picture you guys are trying to figure out what this is you got to figure it out we're going we're to tell you what that is in just a minute but uh probably out of, oh, of oh, here, you know here's you know you wonder what i did in korea so here we go right there here you go. This is, I, I can share this. Uh, it's out on the internet now. And uh, we flew a drone. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, 1972, we were actually flying drones. And this is a drone here under the helicopter. It was all remote I control. a little more rope to separate. It me. was remote control and uh, a non-manned, you know, uh, uh, drone. And we flew this over the Red Sea out there, the China Yellow Sea. Whatever color it was out there, I look. You know, we flew us over the Yellow Sea, and we collected. Our job was collecting information, intelligence from the North Koreans and the Chinese. So every day, uh, this drone would would go out and fly, and and it would get so close to the North and the Chinese that it would actually, you know, be a, a good receiver. It would receive information uh, for us to. Uh, intelligence to to use and then at the end of its flight uh, it would it would uh, pop out a parachute and the helicopter each day two helicopters went out a primary and a secondary and the uh, helicopter would hook uh, it would hook the drone and bring it back to the base every day now you could ride on a secondary you couldn't ride on a primary helicopter but you could You could join them and ride on the secondary. Um, I think we only lost one of these in in years out there. And the Chinese and the Koreans, they would always chase it. They would try to catch it, but they never, I don't think they ever caught it. I think we lost one, one time, and I think it went as far as uh, Alaska or somewhere and, and, and crashed there in Alaska. So my favorite pictures of my time in was that, and of course this right here, and If you like a close up, uh, there you go with a close up right there, guys. And uh, uh, those aren't uh, those aren't grease guns that they're using right there. And and I I saw in the chat room uh, a lot of the veterans veterans were talking about them, and uh, they were kind of neat. Boy, you get your shot real fast. Now, I remember one day when I went in to get my shots, these guys were shooting at flies on the wall with those things. Ouch! Now. You know, I don't know if they ever hit them or not or anything like that, but they were actually shooting. I saw them shooting at flies on the wall. So, um, uh, and, and, you know, what? hey, w- w- one of the interesting things, the way this worked, it was this big building, and it had two doors. You had one door on the right, you went in, and one door, you came out on the left. And it was wintertime, we had our shirts off, and we were in a line going in, and we were going in the right door, and everybody coming out the left door had blood, you know, running down their arms, you know. And um, but the thing is, if you move your arm much when it give you that shot, that that compressed air would actually cut it. So you had to be very still uh, with that. All yeah, right. In the chat
1: room, they're asking uh, how many, uh, what years were you in? Tom?
0: Yeah, I was I was in from uh, 1960, January of 1969 to the end of 1973. Four years. Uh, I I uh, all of seventy two. Let's see. all of 69 70 71 72 I guess I got yeah. out about the end of 72 for whatever yeah. 4 years is I don't know You man. can
1: always tell the Air Force guys they have to count on their fingers
0: You have to count on your fingers that's that's true right there Yeah Okay let's go to our mystery picture let's see uh I think we got some answers in the uh we got some answers here uh boy I'd love to read the com- comments here It looks like some interesting comments uh uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we want to know what the mystery picture is tonight. Uh, here's the mystery picture. I gave you a hint that it went around a cable. Here's another one here that went around a cable. And what is the purpose of this? Let's see what we got here. There's another one. If I'd shown you that one... You'd probably think it came off uh, some alien starship or something, wouldn't you? But that's, um, that's another one right there.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this.
0: So uh, what it is, what it is, and here's a simple explanation right here. These are guy wire vibration dampers. Oh. Huh. And this is the uh, stock bridge type right here. And I've got a little video here. I'm going to show you how they work. I'm going to show you a video... Uh, I think I'm going to show you video. Let's see I got it right here. I'm going to show you how they work and uh hopefully I won't get too too uh copyrighted uh, killed here. But we're going to see. Um Let me get the Why are dental let companies lobbying to make here. this I'll toothbrush? To we got to get US. this off. This U.S. Army dentist built a device to give Americans... Okay, here here we go. All right, you can see the cable shaking. Now, these are some already installed, so you can see the cable shaking right there. And he's going to cut the tie wraps off. Get them all cut off here. There you go. Now, after a few minutes, let me just fast forward a little bit here. You can see, you can see they're starting to, the vibration is starting to slow down right there. There you go. You can see the vibration is starting to slow down. So what that, what that does, basically, it neutralizes any sway or vibration in those cables, and, and it pretty much stops it. So there you go. Now you know what the mystery, uh, mystery picture was tonight.
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah. So, how's the round one work? I have no idea. You guys just uh, hey do a search for uh, dampers, uh, guy wire dampers, and uh, you will read all about them. There's all different different types out there. So, Glenn, I think uh, you uh, you went this past weekend to a ham fest. Tell you what. Let's stop. Let's take about a one minute pause and we'll be right back. And uh, and then we're going to talk about a ham fest or a swap meet that you went to. Sounds good. Spice up your ham This portable radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this winter. Happy holidays from Icon. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF bands and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. Some of the features include 4.3 inch touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, sideband CW, AM, FM as well as full D-Star functions, it has a micro USB connector, Bluetooth and WLAN, Integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger. The HM243 speaker microphone comes standard. The perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional LC192 backpack. It has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for all your accessories. Our family of favorite ICOM amateur radios are also available this holiday season and they make the perfect gift. Don't forget the 9700, the 9300 and the 7610 base stations and the ID52A handheld coming soon. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary
3: tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing
0: innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, You're watching Amateur Radio Roundtable with Glenn and me. I'm Tom. And uh, we're glad to have you tonight. If you're out there listening on International Shortwave, we'd love to have you join us on Tuesday nights in our live show. If you can just go to w5kub.com, you can join us live. But uh, if you're listening out there on 7490, uh, shoot us an email to... Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Let us know how you're here in the station tonight, and we'll get you a QSL card out to you, and uh, we appreciate you listening to the show there. You know, a lot of people don't realize it, but in addition to our shortwave and also our video podcast here, we also have an audio-only podcast that you can find on just about any podcast. A podcast carrier in the world we're carried nearly everywhere from itunes to google play we're out there uh we just had i think uh, i just got an email this this uh, past couple of weeks we've had our 10,000th download uh since we've uh, been uh putting our audio show on and uh so uh you know we've got we've got an audience out there not only what viewing here tonight and we've got also, an audience that views our recorded videos after we show after the show um, ends, but we also have our shortwave out there, and we also have our audio podcast. So we've got a lot going on here. And uh, hey, hit the subscribe button, please hit the subscribe button up there on the YouTube uh, player. We really, really need you to do that. That helps us out a whole lot. All right. So hey, Glenn, you uh, went to a Uh, I guess it was probably more of a swap meet In Tupelo, Mississippi this week Uh, How did that turn out, Glenn?
1: Yeah, it's called the Papa Jack's Trade Day Uh, They held it at the Tupelo's Farmer's Market Little outdoor facility Had quite a a turnout And a lot of good stuff there And it just felt good to get out for a day And, you know Meet with other hams and just have some fun. And uh, shot some video of it. And uh, you can go ahead and cue that up if you want. All right,
0: I I I was looking for it. I forgot where I put it, but now I remember where I put it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the video on. You just did a quick walk around. It's not a large ham fest, but it is a in-person ham get together. And sometimes you can find some neat stuff there. So let me.
1: Oh, there was surprisingly yeah. good equipment for as small as it was
0: yeah it's about a three minute video so let's uh let's turn this on and you can tell us uh what you thought about it here we go
1: well first of all it's a beautiful sunny day a little cool but just perfect weather uh, you can see we're all under the roof there and we're starting at one end of it you can see the crowd you know, quite a number of people. Got to start with the first thing, the donuts, and uh, then probably the most beautiful thing there is this nice Collins KWM2A, absolutely gorgeous. I love and, it. Uh, yeah, then then you got my junk. I brought a little bit of everything, and I sold a little bit of everything. So it was it was a pretty good day for me, starting to get rid of some stuff and uh, these guys had an ameritron uh, I believe that was the 811 amp mm-hmm. and a pair of icom 756 pros and uh, all sorts of good stuff it was very hard not to buy stuff and bring home more than i took but uh, just a whole lot of good gear prices were right um he had a lot of two meter gear. Then we swing around, go back the other way, and they had this center table set up. So you got the Kenwood there. I don't know the model. Power supplies, some test gear, tuner, and uh, yeah, even a little bit of 11 meter gear. And I thought about that. That would be fun to convert to 10 meters with the sunspot cycle coming up. Yeah uh so, yeah, again just a nice mix of equipment i forget what that one was a really nice older receiver and this power supply this guy had i was gonna buy it and by the time i got around to get back there it was gone it was a nice 60 amp uh power supply what 12 volt yeah 12 oh, volt okay. at like 60 amps then there's some dipoles, and that's the Tentec Scout. That's the one where you have the, the plug-in module for the frequency. You pull that number out and you stick another module in and you change bands. And then this gentleman had all kinds of PC stuff, boards and accessories. And that battery-powered uh, circular saw there sold for $5 but two batteries and fully functioning yeah yeah I guess the truck was for sale there I don't know but uh, then he had some uh, homebrew uh, 20 meter rigs here looks good and uh, those were nice looking and then you know some Motorola commercial gear and then the most important part of it all was right on the other side of those green tables, which is where they had the coffee. Well, so, all right. Yeah, it was a small facility, but as you mentioned earlier in the pre-show, it was kind of cool to be able to back your car up. Uh, and it right had a roof over it. You
0: could back back your truck or car in and it had a roof over it. had a
1: roof over you it. You'd be out of the rain. up a table yeah. and you were good to go.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, where's the next uh, ha- local ham fest? um is it Corinth when, Corinth
1: is in April
0: okay. First, uh, they call it April fools
1: I think the next one is really going to be Jackson in January okay
0: and Jackson now, Mississippi that's about uh isn't it about 200 miles from me or yeah it's yeah it's about uh, 200 for you a little it's drive a three-hour
1: drive for me right in yeah. two hours 45 minutes now I'm also going to be going to uh think it's uh, collinsville indiana right there across the river from st louis i'm going to be there in january and then the following week is jackson and then the big one that we're all getting geared up to go is orlando in february looks like it's a go
0: i don't think i'm so going to make that one this year
1: i'm, I'm going to be doing a forum down there and yeah. uh, probably going to be giving away some stuff because AWRL will be there and Uh, some folks i know may be there and give away some goodies yeah okay Uh, but yeah ham fests are starting to come back people are starting to get out and as you saw there the crowd there in tupelo was quite nice for you know a small little event i just thought it was fun to get out of the house and the weather was just
0: perfect oh man the weather is just the weather is Perfect here. I mean, the temperature wise, this is where you ought to have all the ham fest, man. This yeah.
1: Is- oh, this was, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I enjoyed the day over there.
0: Yeah. All right. So, well, very good. I'm just trying to scan the chat room there. Let's see what yeah, else we got to, going here. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm going to have to start doing more video of all the places I go because it, it sounds like I'm going to have a busy spring this year. all right yeah brett in the chat room is asking if anyone owns the ameritrons don't
0: you own one Tom? well i uh i had an, an ameritron al 811a that's the four 811s and uh i i uh, <clears throat> i got rid of it at dayton i mean at uh, the memphis ham Fest a couple of years ago i think i sold it for about 600 dollars and um uh, I turned around that day, and for $700, I bought an Alpha 86 there. The Alpha uh, 86 okay. is a uh, full legal limit, constant carrier for eight months. You know, that's the one you lay, your, okay. lay the brick on the key. I mean, it'll run eight months, 1,500, 1,800 watts, and uh, it's, uh, it's basically uh, full coverage from 80 meters down to 10. Even between, between like 80 and 40, you've got A. Between 40 and, and 20, you got B. So you got you got various uh, uh, inductance all the way to make it a full range from 3.5 down to uh, 10 meters. But uh, you asked about the Ameritron. So that was a good little amp. It's, it runs about 600 watts or so. Uh, I also have here, I'm not using it hardly any, uh, but I got an AL80B. And uh, the, AL, the AL80B Ameritron uh it's a neat little amp it's got one um uh 3-500 in it yeah 3-3-500 uh, yeah and uh that is a cool looking tube. it's a, it's a cool to kill to you but it's a it's a bit it's about a kilowatt uh, i've kind of got that as my backup right now so uh, the Ameritron amps are good amps um i would suggest and and they're, they're probably the, the 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 best price amps out there uh for the money you know, you can't go very wrong with an amp. There's not much in it, you know. I mean, yeah, if, if, if the they, you know, check the quality tank. out on how it's built and everything. But, you know, hey, basically there's not a lot in there. You know, you got a blower motor and you got your tubes and, uh, you know, your tank circuit and maybe an input circuit and a power supply. And that's, you know, that that's it. So uh, uh, it's uh, it's a good deal. Now, i I haven't tried any uh solid state amps i was going to order that miracle three or whatever that was that we talked about on the show one night that was uh, right. that's a thousand watt a thousand watt solid state no tune and basically it comes in a kit uh it's not all the parts but the, the kit is actually modules you have the power amp module you have the power supply module uh you have you know the different modules and you do have to wire the modules up um uh, but um it was only a thousand watt amp it was a no tune it kind of uh, interests me yeah that uh, was but but it's uh, a little pricey it was 2400 i was gonna i was gonna buy it uh they want 1200 dollars down and then the guy told me it would take about five months or six months uh for them to get the amp to me and then another tw- another 1200 down plus shipping so you know you're going to pay 2400 plus probably you know 100 bucks in shipping 2500 dollars and uh, you know I, I i finally decided well i've got an amp that'll run full legal limit i don't need another amp so i've been looking for something to do i can't figure out what to get you know i i've got all the ham radio gear I, I i need or want so yeah it, i'm almost in that same boat yeah if you guys have any ideas uh any ideas of what i need to get uh, let me let me know i'd like i'm itching to buy some new ham radio because uh hey man at my age you can't take it with you so you know
1: uh well i mean the thing is we're getting ready for a a nice sunspot cycle so get your gear and get on the air
0: yeah yeah
1: that's kind of where i'm focusing is you know uh i've got two two rigs i've got my eyes on is looks like santa's going to bring me at least one of them for christmas yeah so uh hopefully i'm I'm planning to catch this sunspot cycle full on and get on the air as much as i can with it
0: (laughs) W four HBO. He telling me I don't need anything else. I need more, man. I need more. No, there's
1: no such thing as not needing.
0: Yeah, you got to have it, man. You just you know. No,
1: you got to have it. You always got to get new stuff. The
0: problem is my shack is so small. I can't get any more stuff in here. I actually sold a a a uh, classic. You know the the kid with the TS eight twenty with uh, matching speakers, matching VFO, and, and all that stuff. You know. But that eight twenty took my whole desk. Yeah, you know, it took I'm the whole desk. I'm my man. FT
1: nine fifty and uh, FT eight forty seven to make room for the two new rigs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I got rid of it. It was kind of like getting losing a uh, you know uh, one of your kids or something. I really didn't want to get rid of it, but I ran out of room on my desk. You know. And yeah, I have too. Man. So. Oh All right. Somebody said you wanted coal for Christmas.
1: Well, coal's
0: about all I can afford after buying cat food. Well, okay, <laughs> well, I can probably get you some coal. Hey, <laughs> let me talk about. Uh, let me uh, mention to you uh, what's going on with our, our balloon launch, and uh, let you guys know where we stand on that, and what's happening here, man. Um, the aliens abducted it. You know, there's a demon. There's a demon. At, you know how Chuck Yeager at the at the uh, speed of sound sound when he broke the sound yeah. barrier there was a demon there well they they ran that guy they ran that demon out of there and i know where he went he went to forty thousand feet and he's staying up there and uh, that demon is getting a lot of people you know we uh we started uh some uh balloon uh, launches and flying about two years ago for the show and um Uh, We wanted to fly a balloon around the world. That was our goal, and uh, we tried various things, Um, and it took us, I think on our ninth try, we made it around the world three and a half times, so we met our goal three and a half times around the world in 72 days, and since then we've flown others around the world maybe once, Uh, but that was our goal for the show. In, over the past six months, seven months, uh, basically, I have been trying to construct a cheap homebrew balloon that would perform as well or better than the expensive balloon that we've been buying. Now, the balloon we launched yesterday, which we lost in about three hours, was an SBS-13. That balloon cost 180 bucks and we've flown a bunch of those. We've flown, we've flown 20 flights. In the last two years we have flown 20 flights and most of ours are H, are, are uh, SBS13s. We're saving some money because we're building our own tracker. Uh, this could get really expensive. Uh, for instance, a, a tracker will cost you 150 bucks. If you want to fly an uh, SBS 13, that's another 180. So now we're up to what are we up? Uh, 320, right? 320. Then you got to buy your hydrogen gas, round it off of 350. And then there's something else. So, you know, I figure on average our launches have cost us maybe $200 per launch because I have cut that tracker cost down from 150 bucks down to we build our own tracker. I've cut that cost down to about $40 in total parts. Now, it's real time-consuming, and you have to do it under a microscope, and I pull my hair out. Very yeah, tedious.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have the ability to, to solder even that
0: small. It's, it's very it's tedious. It's nice. very tedious. And uh, so I build, build the own, so I've cut the cost down on tracker, but I figure we've, we probably are spending, uh, on the average, maybe a couple hundred bucks per launch. Now, a couple hundred per launch. And we've flown, we've launched about twenty the last two years. So, if you guys do the math, two hundred times twenty, that's some good ham radio money. Yeah, that's uh, that's about four grand. So, we've actually you know we've actually sunk about four grand into this. But that hadn't been me. We've had some great supporters. We've had a lot of great people here uh, uh, following uh, in, in on the show and. Uh, uh, on our uh, website, and they've donated funds to help us cover some of that cost. And we could not have done it without you guys. Now, we're not going to give up, but there is that demon at 40,000 feet, and it's, he's a, it's, uh, it's a pretty pretty bad demon. Uh, I have a, have a friend down in, uh, down in uh, Irondale, Alabama, Ed, uh, K-A-E-A, He launched an SBS-13 this morning. When it hit 41,000 feet, it came down. We launched an SBS-13 yesterday. The last report we had, it was going through 40,000 feet, and we lost it. And there's been a lot of people that are losing them. So a demon's up there. Now, we felt very confident. You know, our homebrew balloons, you saw some of the testing we've done, the pressure testing, and they're, they're difficult to try to make them hold pressure uh, when we get them at altitude. And we've done a number of homebrew balloons that just didn't quite make it. They were killed at 40,000 feet. So for the people watching the show and following us, we wanted to try at least get back to uh, get back to normal and fly one around the world again, you know. So we felt very confident putting an SBS balloon there because that's the one that's made it around the world for us, and uh, it, it seems to have the best chance, and that's why we w- went with the SBS. but it didn't so What make do
1: you it. think it is at 40,000 feet that's getting you?
0: Well, we start when you start super pressure, uh, super the the, the the pressurizing of the balloon, you know when that balloon leaves here, it's pretty empty. And as it goes up, uh, it's, it's, it starts filling up. And I think about every 18,000 feet, the gas will double. 18,000, you got this much. Under oh, 6,000, you got this much. Another 18,000, you got this much. And what happens is that that balloon, that envelope, has to uh, get completely full. And it, and it, it cannot, it doesn't You don't want it to stretch. If it stretches, it's going to keep stretching. It's going to keep going up, and it's going to keep stretching. And then it's going to get so thin, it's going to pop. So the thing about the SBS is, and where we try to design for, is when we reach that maximum altitude, we're going to fly 44,000 feet. That balloon is totally tight, and it's holding the pressure back, and it's not expanding anymore. And when it stops expanding, that's when it stops going up, and then it it will float at that altitude. And, you know, the reason a, a weather balloon will keep going up is because it keeps expanding and expanding and expanding, and it keeps going up and up and up. And, um, you know, the weather balloon, the, the last weather balloon we did, it, it got 25 feet in diameter before it popped. But it was supposed to pop. And weather balloons are made uh, to be destroyed by UV light and also by stretching because they're made to be short term and come down. I want to thank everybody that's donated uh, to the to uh, support the balloon launches we're not going to give up on them I mean I've got the itch right now to get another one out of here in fact uh, I've got another SBS 13 balloon coming tonight and uh, I've got to build a tracker I got to build another tracker up and test it Uh, we may be ready to go maybe in a week uh we may try to launch again and again we're going for long duration around the world and we we're gonna we're gonna put on hold our uh research and development of trying to make a balloon because we have found that it's almost impossible and um you guys have seen some of the pressure tests we did in our shop and uh it is really uh it, it's uh it's scary sometimes, not that it's going to explode or anything, but uh, they will pop. And the secret is getting that material that, that will, will will hold together. And also, the secret is our, our splices, where we splice it together. Now, we've got that down. None of our splices uh, in the shop uh, have come apart. The balloon has always failed in other places. So, let's talk a little about uh, our flight yesterday, Uh Flight uh, 102, W5KB-102, 102. it's down on the ground, but it is reporting. Uh, every day, uh, UTC from about 1700 to about 2100 UTC, it's transmitting. Now, it's on the ground somewhere. It's on the ground around Columbia, Tennessee. That is south of uh, Nashville. It's on the ground, maybe in a tree. Uh, we know within a, about a two, two or three miles square where it is. I don't think anybody's out looking for it. Uh, but it is transmitting uh, every day when it, it, the sun hits it just right. We're, we're getting transmissions from 1700 to um, about 2100. That's about 11 or 12 o'clock uh, a.m. Central Time. So now... It, in addition to our whisper transmission, which we our modified whisper transmission, it gets us down to a square that's two miles by three miles, roughly. Uh, you know, a four-digit grid square is about a hundred miles square, but uh, the data we're sending on our whisper, we can get the location down to about a, about a two mile by three mile, which is pretty good. Uh, but that's still a lot of really big to search. Now, the thing about this is, in addition to our whisper, this thing is transmitting CW, it's transmitting uh, QRSS, which is slow CW, it's transmitting the whisper six digit uh, grid square, and guess this? It's making two, tra- every 10 minutes, it's making two JT9 transmissions that will give the position down to within 50 feet. If anybody if anybody can tune it in on JT9, they will actually get the coordinates where you can walk out there and pick this thing up. So it's just I haven't heard it on JT9 here. But uh, we're going to, we're gonna you know, this thing may transmit for the next six months, you know. Now, our other balloon, W5KUB-100, the one that we were trying to break the glass ceiling with, uh, it's down... Uh, south of Jackson, Tennessee. Both of these went down after it passed through 39,000 to 40,000. Now I think the balloon yesterday was a a major catastrophic failure. Uh, I think it burst uh, and not a slow leak. The, The balloon the 100 balloon had a slow leak because it, it was coming down at at 500 feet per minute, which is pretty slow, and we could we followed that balloon for coming down for probably an hour or, or hour and a half. But we never uh, got the the balloon one o one o two. We never one o one o two. Is that the one that was down? No, yeah, one o one. One o two. One o two was yesterday. I'm getting confused we never followed it down because it was such a catastrophic failure uh, it probably it, it's gonna, after the first thousand feet it's going to reach terminal velocity and it, it's going to be falling it will be falling uh, 200 feet a second roughly so uh, 200 feet a second that's uh, a thousand feet' say a thousand feet in five seconds or something like that. Right, I can't do my math. Anyway, I got to do it on my fingers. Anyway, 200 feet a second. 10 seconds would be 2,000 feet. So, um, since we only transmit our position every 10 minutes, it it popped soon after a transmission. And uh, at 40,000 feet, if it drops 200 feet per second, at 40,000 feet, if you do the math, you only have 200 seconds before it hits the ground and we know 200 seconds it's just a little over what three minutes three minutes and 20 yeah, seconds it, yeah it took three minutes to hit the ground so but it is transmitting it did survive something survived we had redundant we had redundant uh panels on it uh for um, here's here's what it looked like so we had redundant panels uh complete set on each side So it's either laying on its side, or it's picking up sun on one side, or or one side of the panels is are broken and the other side is working, but uh, it is it is transmitting uh, for for about an hour, hour and a half per day. So that's uh, where we are. Uh, I'm gonna try to get one thing
1: you noticed about this uh, 102 was that he was climbing faster than usual.
0: Well, one or two started off very slow. And, and I, every 10 minutes, I was recording the ascent rate. And we were going up really slow, and that was concerning. Not, not concerning me, because the slower you go up, actually, the better it is to pressurize. Right. Uh, but uh, we, were, we were doing 150 feet every 10 minutes. Uh, no, every minute. About, we we're doing about 1,500 feet in 10 minutes, 100, 150 feet in a minute. Uh, and that went on all the way up. And we normally do about, about 250 300 feet per minute going up. This one was only doing like 150, so it was really, really going up slow, allowing the balloon to you know kind of fill out. But that last 10 minutes, we jumped up the ascent rate, jumped from you know, right, it jumped up to like 420 feet per minute. It It's like a rocket took off that last 10 uh 10 minutes man so i don't know what
1: would cause it to do that
0: i, I don't know it, it was just it was starting to speed up and uh i, I don't know of course the air gets thinner it's starting yeah. to fill out and starting to, it's starting to pressure super pressurize and i don't know man i don't know don't know anyway we're gonna we're, like gonna, a- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go uh, i i in the back of my mind guys i'm still thinking We can build a balloon that will withstand the pressure and will fly. But so far, I haven't been able to find the material, and we just have not been able to do it. There's a lot of people over the years been trying to do this, and nobody has really done it. And uh, we're going to, it's in the back of my mind, we're going to still continue to think about it. I mean, uh, today, I've even got foil laying out in the shop out there and putting one together, but... We're going to fly, the next one we'll fly, we'll fly a one with a high confidence level, like yesterday, the SBS, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, we'll go around the world. This is a great time to fly. Um, this is wintertime. Most of the storms are below the equator. Um, so the next few months is a great time to fly. Uh, we did postpone this last flight or two uh, because of that hurricane out on the East Coast I was looking at the cloud tops and there were cloud tops uh, almost 47,000 feet high uh, was it out on the east Coast uh, from that hurricane and uh, of course with the SBS balloon the highest it's going to fly is about about 42,000 so I wanted to be sure that we didn't run into um, you know a hot cloud that brought us down but the problem is we didn't make it past Nashville that's the way it goes again thank you to all the supporters we couldn't have done it without you we're gonna to continue to keep doing it as long as you guys like it uh it, you know it it stirs up a lot of interest uh a lot of people follow it man and uh they uh they like they like what the ants are doing and uh uh we're gonna we're gonna continue let's open the zoom lines up let's see Uh, should offer a major award uh, for the return of the trackers you should
1: just put your call sign on it maybe you'll start getting them get them back
0: you know i I, i'm very hesitant to put my call on there or my email on there and someone in the chat room or our our facebook the other day offered he says uh let me put my email on there if you don't want to put yours on there we put mine on there well i mean i can put glenn's on there but here's the thing here's the thing if, if i put if i if i let him put his on there and this thing falls at a terminal velocity and goes through somebody's uh mercedes car hood uh, and they have his email address i guarantee you they will find me yeah. <laughs> so you know i don't like uh, i don't like to advertise i've lost a lot of trackers we've dumped a lot of trackers in the mojave desert and uh uh, of Morocco and in the ocean and both the Pacific and the, the Atlantic and uh we've lost uh we've lost a lot in uh, North Carolina and Tennessee and just China we've lost them everywhere uh but um that's part of the fun so um you know uh I know everybody can't do this it can get very expensive so I'm hoping what we're doing is a it's a team deal, and everybody here in our in our show and in our group uh, is a part of this. And we listen to all you guys, and uh, uh, we wanna we wanna do it for you guys and have fun doing it. So give you something to do. All right, I'm gonna open Zoom lines up here. Let me post a, a Zoom in here. All right, I'm posting a Zoom link in here, and uh, if you guys click on that link, you can join us. You can join us in the show here on Zoom, and uh, we'll be glad to have you. We'll talk about anything. Uh, Hey, let's get some veterans in here, and we'll talk about some of your experiences and uh, everything. Uh, Love to have you. Let's see. But my call sign is burned into the ROM. Well, my call sign is in there, but... mm, you know, the average person, I don't think, is going to get that call sign out of that. Out now
1: the of, average that. person isn't going to be able to receive anything.
0: I don't think they'll be able to get it out of that, uh, that uh, 328P chip. Uh, um, hope not, anyway. We did have one yeah. recovered. You know, we did, one of our uh, chakras was recovered. There's Charlie. Well, actually,
1: you've got two. You recovered the 100,000-foot one oh, yeah, and yeah. the one in Poland.
0: Yeah, the one in Poland was recovered. I hadn't heard from those guys. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. There's Charlie. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, you know, you know, uh, we had so much fun with the 108,000-foot the balloon launch where we actually recovered it. And, uh, I mean, that was a great chase. We knew where it was coming down uh everything went perfect that day and uh, that was a lot of fun but i want to tell you i'm nervous about it it went so well the first time i don't think you oh, yeah. go well, I, don't it think it goes, I don't think it go i don't think you can go that well again in the second time and and you know we think that the little pico balloons we fly in around the world are expensive at a couple hundred bucks a shot you got to think about this—the high-altitude balloon we did. Let's say we've got a tracker in there, and that tracker—I uh, paid a hundred bucks for it. Uh, I had a commercial tracker in there. That's another hundred bucks plus a subscription. We had uh, we had three cameras in there. They were like uh, like GoPro-style cameras. Three cameras. That's probably another five hundred dollars. And let's see what else do we have in here. Huh? You know, so in this little styrofoam box, you may have six, seven, eight hundred bucks flying out there. And uh, Mississippi has big swamps down here and cypress trees, and uh, I don't know, man. We were lucky it landed. It landed in someone's backyard. We were really lucky, but yeah, you were. Man, that that was that was the most fun chase where we we got there before we knew where it was coming down, and we were sitting in the parking lot waiting on it. It went about seventy miles and uh, went up over twenty miles high, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And we need to do another one, but it scares me, Glenn. It scares me, man. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have—I don't sure know if I have that enough nerve. I don't know if I have enough nerve to do another one of those. I don't think you want to do that in the middle of the winter either. It's too
1: darn
4: yeah. cold to go hunting. For
0: the yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. We got. Uh, hey, Charlie, how you doing, Charlie?
4: Fine. Uh, Hello. No video today, but uh, here. Um,
0: no, okay, that's on fine.
4: A different computer now.
0: That's fine. All right.
4: So we—I've just came back from before connecting. I've just came back from the club uh, meeting at the club, uh-huh. and the um, we were talking about balloon launching also. Uh-huh. Uh, we we are considering launching a balloon soon, and we were talking about uh, what. Would have uh, more impact for the club uh, uh, members and well and other hams in the region and we we came to the conclusion to have a a balloon that has a repeater and a VHF UHF repeater yeah and maybe some other APRS service <laughs> but that will come down in a couple of hours uh, but that has a greater impact with the with the audience you know yeah Uh, you have a really fun afternoon chasing the balloon and everything so uh, we we have uh, done some uh, hardware for for a pico balloon in the past but (laughs) uh, we we, i think it went into a drawer and and, uh, we are now uh, considering Launching another balloon with a repeater and
0: everything. Wow, and you know, you, you put money in that too. I was talking about yeah, cameras exactly. and stuff. That, you got money in, the- in uh, You know, Uruguay is not that big of a country. Uh, do you think it's going to come down in Uruguay or will it might go over into a different country?
4: Well, we have a, we always uh, include geofencing, of course, so yeah. that it comes down.
0: Oh, you you actually make it come down uh, within a? Yeah, exactly. okay. yeah, okay, okay,
4: yeah. We cut the balloon.
0: Yeah, I'm, many... I'm familiar with that. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay. So, so well, but we have this that uh, the jet jet streams are always from west to east. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But and we also can predict that, of course, with the with the online models. But the, the so we we go to to the west of the country and and. And launch it there, and we know th- that it will come down before leaving Uruguay. So, so.
0: well, let me uh, uh, the experience that we had. Let me let me talk a little about that. And someone asked me what kind of balloon goes over 100,000 feet. Well, this is a th- this was a 1,000 uh, gram or a one kilogram uh, weather balloon that we launched. Now, the weather balloon is made to burst. It's made to go up. It's made to stretch. Uh, it was probably you know six seven feet in diameter when we left it let it go and then it went up to 25 feet in diameter uh it reached uh a feet and then it burst and it came down now there's some sites and i mean uh I, I can get this for you you may already know about it that will actually predict uh where it's going to land and um in fact um let me let me get let me get him in here so you don't have to worry too much about the jet stream because uh, you don't want... Well, let me take this back. If you guys are putting a repeater up, you might want it to be up a long time. If you want it to be up a long time, then you've got problems uh, for sure. But see, in our case of flying our high-altitude balloon, uh, we wanted it to go up fast and we wanted it to come down fast uh, because if it came down slow and got in a... A uh, 150 mile an hour jet stream you know uh, an hour later it could be 150 miles away from us and we didn't want that to happen so uh, our hours was set to go up fast and then once it it popped it came down pretty fast and this program we've got and i can send you the link to this uh charlie this program actually plotted where we launched the balloon it went east it turned went south it went, I mean, it went west, it turned south, it went west again, and it turned south. And it actually plotted the path that this balloon was going to take ahead of time. We knew two days ahead of time the path that it was going to take. And when that balloon flew in the APRS, we took the APRS uh, plots, it laid almost perfectly on top of that project- prediction. And... Um, the program takes into effect the different winds at different hikes on that day. For instance, tomorrow, you know, at, at, at 50,000 feet, you may have wind 150 miles an hour going east, jet stream. But when you, if you fall through that, let's say you fall through that in two minutes, you're not going to go very far. And then, then you're going to hit some wind that might be going west. And you might hit some wind that's going, as you go down, you might hit wind that's going north. And that program, that prediction program, actually took all those levels into consideration, the wind speeds and the direction, and it was able to tell us the day before where that balloon was going to land. And if you pull up our video on YouTube, you watch our launch, and you watch us get in a truck, and we're driving down to where it's going to land, and we're we're sitting there waiting for it. We have binoculars. We're looking for it to come down. And... uh, it 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 it, it, like i say it was almost a perfect deal but if you guys want to stay up longer then you have the problem of the jet streams taking it further away unless you can get now if you can get up to if you can get up to seventy thousand, eighty thousand feet the wind is almost not blowing up there the speed of the the speed of the air at about 80,000 the speed is about two miles per hour so it's, it's moving very slow up here so once you get above that jet stream you're not going to move much
4: yeah I I when we launched the, the other balloons we, we launched a set of balloons back in it was 2015 or 2016 or maybe 2017 I, I can check that uh, we launched the first one which was our first experience weighted like 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 4 kilos the payload that, that's like like 8 to 10 pounds something something like that it was like really uh, because we we like everything was over of over, over dimension like in case of you know, it had a yeah. cellular uh, phone inside, so that if when it came down, we lost the APRS, it would make a phone call and many things. That uh, then we realized that they were like uh, uh, over-engineered, but that that's another story. It, it it was good that it had that because the balloon stayed. Uh, floating,
3: uh, yeah.
4: like like for many hours. Uh, I can tell you, it lasted from we launched it like like eight hours floating. Yeah. What what and altitude?
0: It, what altitude did you reach?
4: I, yeah. I have to get the uh, maximum altitude. Maybe ninety thousand feet. Maybe.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
4: Maybe yeah. I I have to get that data back. Uh, we have it somewhere, but I don't have it here with me. Uh, but at that time, we already had prediction models. I think it was a software or, or some site, and mm-hmm. and they were really really good. Uh, of course, nowadays there there must be much better. uh yeah. the link, uh, if you can then send, uh, uh, send me the link somehow. Okay, it, w- it would be great. Uh, but then, uh, yes, the yeah uh, we had great the, the 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 models for prediction are really really good. Uh, the the ah oh, one question yes mm-hmm. that that's the question I wanted to make. We were discussing today um, what what's the optimum height for for uh, deploying the parachute when the payload is coming down because we also we realized on our previous experiences that if you deploy too early uh, the balloon can go very far away because it's uh, like it's uh, gliding uh, towards the ground and and we were discussing today that we have once the balloon burst or the balloon is, is released the 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 payload should come as fast down as fast as possible so as to be able to 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 have it uh, in in the proximity of the of the last uh, uh, coordinates we get from the APRS for example
0: you know um, of course at 100,000 108,000 there's not much here but our our parachute uh basically we did not deploy it. it's just hanging below the balloon. So as it falls, it's going to start opening up. So when it gets some wind it's going to open up. Now the problem that I see with this and it, the parachute worked, but our balloon was one one kilogram balloon and when a balloon pops you you see these little pieces go everywhere you know it looks like an explosion and it looks like stars everywhere. But the majority of that one kilogram stayed hanging on the top of that parachute. So it's falling. So I'm thinking that that's going to cause the parachute to have problems. But it, it worked. Um, my understanding is you want it to come down about uh, maybe five meters, five meters per second uh, descent rate. That's about fi- about 15 feet per second. So uh, our parachute and and our uh, our payload was our payload. I think was two 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 pounds. Is a kilo one pound? No. Kilos two
4: point
0: two pounds. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's been a while. I don't remember now. But uh, so. Um, The parachute, of course, opens when it when it got wind. And our parachute was only thirty inches. And you want to size that parachute to make it come down at a certain speed. And we knew we wanted to come down. We, we wanted to come down at about fifteen feet per second. Uh, and uh, on some of the parachute sales websites, there's a calculator, and you put in their maximum altitude, weight. And and uh it calculates what size parachute to use. our parachute was thirty six inches, a three foot and um that's what we used and that's about all I can say with the parachute so yeah, but you're right if you get into some wind, it will drift it off
1: you know you had it. Just about right. What was the tracking software you you Bill were using? Was it HabHub or
0: well we were, were using, we were using A, we were using we were using APRS, which which uh, also goes over to HabHub uh, to to plot the APRS tracking. And you know, uh, I use I use one of Bill's trackers because I wanted to send an APRS. This was not Whisper. I wanted yeah. a, APRS only, and it transmitted every one minute, the position.
1: Yeah, but you landed, I mean, the initial projections were pretty much, you know, I-55 and Hernando, and you ended up being, what, maybe 10 miles off.
0: I'm not uh, even sure, I, I don't know, but uh, we, we also the- we also see, in addition to the to the APRS, uh, I uh, I bought a tracker a commercial tracker that's called spot hey, that, spot me I think them. it's called spot find me find me spot and uh, it was about a hundred bucks and uh, it, and it cost twelve dollars a month for tracking so but you can, you those... can turn you can turn the tracking off uh, each month you don't use it so it was I about a hundred bucks was using
1: some tracking software and doing predictions or something. Well, because i was able to watch it
0: yeah track. well have hub hub will show a have hub will show a a prediction you know
1: Hab, i mean it was and, and very aprs accurate with that prediction
0: yeah aprs will also show it too
1: you know i mean that's the thing i was watching the you know the initial projection was right at the interstate exit it slowly drifted to the east about 10 miles but that was that was a darn good prediction for a hundred thousand feet up and an hour or two of coming down.
0: Yeah, and uh, launching in one state and landing in another. And yeah. You know what Did we you guys were after? Time to get lunch and we everything. We were we were <laughs> we were trying to maneuver ourselves to get. We were we were there before it hit the ground, and yeah, the problem was the problem was my driver was using the APRS on his phone, you know, and and. Our position in the truck wasn't updating, yeah, so he didn't know he he didn't he didn't realize that our position's not updating, but the balloon's here, and our position's not updating and and we made a wrong turn too uh but once we turned around and got back we were we were we were there probably within five minutes after it hit the ground yeah. and uh I looked at that uh find me spot uh tracking and uh um uh, i pulled up the uh i pulled up the uh, uh satellite map on the find me spot and uh and i'm looking at we're in a little cove right here and i'm looking and there's a house here and a house there and it says it's it's uh it's in that guy's backyard right there it was three houses down in a backyard so we turned around and we went and pulled in his driveway and there it was in a tree in his backyard
1: yeah no, that was amazing.
0: Man, I don't think we can do that again, and that's what worries me. No, you'll
1: mean. never be able to repeat that. So, I mean, that's,
0: that's what worries me, man.
1: No, it, no, If you put up another one, you like that, you're just gonna have to say it's gonna be different results. We're never gonna get what we did last time. So, and
0: but, you know, we we but, had a few. We were actually, I I actually put up a fifty dollar reward to whoever found it. But uh, luckily, we found it first, so I didn't have to pay the fifty dollars. And but we had an airplane out chasing it. We had an airplane, and he had uh, he had one of the little ham radios that had the APRS on it, and he could see the balloon on his radio. You know, he could see, and he was circling. If you look at the video I put together, you can see the airplane just circling right there. I mean, you know, and this thing's coming down, and they never saw it. It was either right above them or right below them. And they never they never saw it hit the ground, but they were all around it, you know, with that airplane.
1: Yeah. That was that was very
0: cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, we've got uh hey, W four HBO. How you doing? Unmute your mic. Talk to us. He must not want to talk. There you go. There you <laughs> uh, go all right guys you may not know this guy but this is the main man at the huntsville ham fest this guy here is the one that if he likes you you might get a prize if he don't like you you might not get a prize
4: very true very very true
1: yeah he's going to ask you one of those questions from monty python you know you know what is your favorite color if he likes you Yeah,
0: yeah yeah
1: If he doesn't like you, you know, what's the airspeed of a laden swallow kind of deal? And,
0: yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, you're not at your, are you at home tonight? I am. I, I am, am at home. Uh, okay.
3: But I'll be by your house sometime tomorrow.
0: Really? If you yeah, have any time, run. if you got time, you're going to have a big rig with you? Yeah. Uh, I that load might, load be, that might be tough year. parking it on my street. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, you'll definitely not get into his driveway, and then you'll have to fix his house again.
0: And, hey, the guy lives across the street from me. If your tires touch his grass, you're in big trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I've had a couple of before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Are you uh, just making a turn and going back, or do you you stay? Or yeah, I'm
3: uh, dropping one at the, the rail yard in Marion. And then picking one up, going
0: back to Huntsville. Oh, Okay. So you do it all in one day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, I'm ready for another Huntsville Ham Fest. Can you not not convince those guys down here to to do it twice a year? (laughs) It would be nice, but I doubt it. Man. I'm going to have to talk to Mark. I I really think if you guys did it twice a year, it, it would be good. <laughs> they
1: get some they probably get a whole bunch of people we did it twice a year. Man. Well you know, Tom, I'm actually, you know, I love Huntsville, don't get me wrong, and of course I love Dayton and Orlando. I'm excited that I get to go to some of the different ones like Saint Louis and uh, some of the other ones next year. Yeah. Just to see what they're like. Never yeah. been to this part of the country for Hamfest
0: All right, well, i know which one my favorite is oh yeah <laughs> even if, I they mean, don't, even, if I mean, even hey i know which one my favorite is even if they don't give me many prizes
1: no <laughs> uh, no, i love staying at the embassy suites that makes the yep. huntsville trip just that much nicer
0: oh yeah yeah
1: well
3: when we got a new hotel in big they- in the process of building. So we've got three right there, right by the uh, BBC. So
1: Yeah, they've got that one, why don't they build one like right on the corner there?
3: You have the embassy and then you've got that one across the street and then they build one on the other side of it.
0: Yeah. Hey, let me uh, let me uh, ask everybody a question in the chat room. Are, are you guys watching us talk right now? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, YouTube dashboard. And it's showing, right now, it's showing the the uh, veteran pictures that we played almost an hour ago. Oh, good I don't, heavens. I don't understand that. So, on cha-
3: Noel's website, Tom, on your website, it's showing that. But on the actual YouTube chant page, it's showing what which,
0: which we show. Man, I don't know what's happening here well you know off my page it's it's actually the same as the youtube it's just a uh, it's a youtube player on my page it's it's streaming from youtube yeah they see us talking but i'm looking at the dashboard and i'm seeing pictures right now of the vet we're going through all the veterans right now huh
1: a good heavens
0: wow all
1: right go hey there, you go there
0: hey guys if you're listening out there wbcq welcome this is a show a ham radio show and uh We'd love to have you join us, w5kub.com. Hey, everybody out there, join our Facebook group. You may not know it, but we've got a great Facebook group. We've got 12,000 hams in it, and uh, the Facebook group is called Amateur Radio Roundtable. But if you don't want to type all that in here, just type in w5kub, w5kub. The uh, Facebook group is called Uh-oh. Amateur Radio Roundtable. Who's that? Let's see. That was me oh was that you okay i I was just checking
1: to see it's it's
0: live okay well i was fixing to give you a demerit but you were doing that to make sure we're working right so you're okay yeah all right all right well you know what bill hey 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 bill has been very quiet and i'm sure he's itching to try to talk about the tie that you know (laughs) uh, on the uniform there so bill why don't you come on in here man and uh, was that a special Navy knot that you guys tie? Were y'all giving instructions on what kind of knot to tie?
3: Uh, yeah, we're given instructions on how to do that. You put it around your neck.
0: Yeah.
3: You go right over the left. Right. Okay. You bring it up through the middle. Okay. And then you make a, a square. Yeah. Here, all right, and then you, you you kind of tug a little bit, and it, it, it sits there. I used to have the thing tied, okay, and just hung it on a hanger, and just so put it didn't over have your head. What's with it? Yeah. What's that?
0: And just put it over your head. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: It, it, yeah, I can, yeah, just put it over the head and just give it a little cinch there. Oh, okay. oh I got to show you something, Tom. Mm, I I, I want to yeah. show you this. Okay. Right. I went out and bought this.
0: Yeah. What is, it, what is this? Uh, very okay. nice. Okay. Well, what? what and is it? Is on it,
3: the and on the back is a shirt? Back. Is it a shirt? No, it's a, it's a hoodie.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh,
3: very cool. It yeah. says it says Baderon, pronounced Baderon person who wrote a blank check payable to the United States of America for an amount up to including one's life.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that
1: was basically it. Yeah. <laughs> very true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, I'm, I'm very sentimental, uh, emotional. When I you know get in these veteran things, um, uh, even though I've been out so long, I feel like I have a very, very close tie everyone there, and uh, hey Amen. Uh, hey, hey, at church the other day, uh, these kids sang "God Bless America," and it put tears in my eyes. Seems like it always does.
3: I I, I watched the uh, the funeral for General Colin Powell. Um, in nineteen eighty eighty two, I think it was. I happened to. See him in the uh, the corridor of flags uh, at the Pentagon. That's where the secretary of the, the the Navy, the secretary of the Air Force, secretary of the Army, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my roommates here worked for the secretary of the Army, and I happened to be, you know, talking to her, and he came in, and I just looked at him and I said, "Good, good morning, General." <laughs> I mean what, what what can you say? <laughs> oh, man. But no, that was that was, you know, was for people that have been around in the military for quite a few years and whatever, you know. I mean um I did twenty. So I mean, you know, it was it was worth it, but I mean people staying for thirty or forty Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. things
3: changed. Things changed. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: uh, I mean, you know, when I first went in, uh, if you even look sideways at an E6, they put you on report.
0: (laughs) Well, look at here, man. Look at here, man. I mean, I still have my uniform. It's still, well. No, it doesn't fit. It, don't quite, no. it, it don't quite come together, it's but I, you many know, grilled hey, cheese sandwiches. I think I could lose a little bit of weight there <laughs> and I could probably do it. And, and look, man, back then we had some great colored uniforms. That right there would blend in with anything green in the background. Uh-huh. You know. Now, I don't know about these uniforms nowadays where they're all different colors and they, they you know, I guess. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, know, same, yeah. But- yeah. But this 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 man. This is perfect. If you were if you had a green background, man, you blend in.
3: Yeah. Well, those, those chambray shirts and uh, uh, seafarer dungarees, which I had right up to the end, I, I you know, I considered those easier to maintain than the uh, cam- camouflages that they're uh, they're doing now. I mean, it's, I know some people that are in, and they, they, they came back this way, and mm. I talked to them for a little bit, and they said, oh, you, this is what's going on.
0: <laughs> now, now, Bill, you were, uh, were you on a ship a lot? I mean, uh, did you have much time well, stationed?
3: Uh, my first ship was out of boot camp, <clears throat> and we went to Bermuda, and Barcelona, Spain. The second ship that I was on, uh, I had to trudge around um, to South, <laughs> the South Pacific, and um, we did Vietnam from 72 to 73, and then we came home. Um,
0: yeah.
3: I got shore duty. I got women. See, after that, I got a helicopter squadron that went back aboard the, that 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 second ship, and then from there I went to Fallon, mm. Nevada, where they where they filmed Top Gun. And from there I went back to to Norfolk, or uh, the Norfolk area there, and I got an oceanographic research ship. And that's where I that's where I got my interest picked to do amateur radio because yeah. I was we were doing the sur- surveys to the approaches of the Suez Canal. And somebody asked me if I wanted to make a phone call, and I just looked at him crazy. I said, "I don't see any phone booth here." And they said, "Oh no, 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 by radio." And so I mean, I, as soon yeah. as I made that call, I said, "I want to do this." Well, right, so the,
0: but see, you didn't you didn't have any good assignment, like well, man. I mean, my my last year, I didn't have to do any laundry or anything, man. I had I had a houseboy and three dollars a month. All my laundry was done, starched, pressed, washed. You know, that's well.
3: Uh, when I was when I was T.D.Y. waiting for the ship to come in in the Philippines, there, there were people that were actually doing the laundry and bringing it back in in two yep. hours. Yep. I mean, I thought that was cool.
0: <laughs> well, you know, hey, my dad, my dad had uh, had a couple brothers that were in the Navy. They're they of course, you know, much older than me. And uh, I think they were in Italy or somewhere, and uh, they were in the Navy. Two brothers, and the commander of the ship. Uh, they they raised so much heck in the city that the commander of the ship had them. They had to write an apology letter to the mayor of the city, or wherever they had docked at, you know, in the port. They must have really probably they probably Naples. Probably Naples. <laughs> they must have really. They must have really had some fun that night. You know. Oh, that's fun in Naples. <laughs> yeah, they must have really had some fun to be called in by the commander and have to write an apology letter to the mayor.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that would definitely, well, that, I, I'm sure their uh, fitness reports after that were uh, kind of uh, in the soul uh, um, or something like that to bring discredit upon the United States Navy. I mean, you know, they. No medals they,
1: for good they, behavior for those guys.
3: No, no, no! And believe it or not, Tom, I got four, four, good conduct awards. Man,
0: uh, how many were? He, spo- he
3: how many were, s- to be how many were
0: you? How many were you supposed to get? Like ten?
3: Well, you, 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 you serve four years and you get oh, your first. Oh, lift. I
0: get you. Okay, and it's every four
3: year. It's every four years.
0: I got you every hit, every hitch. Whatever. Yeah.
3: I got out before the. I got out before the the the. The, the fifth one would be awarded.
0: Because I, guess that's I, took what, that's why I only. Leave. that's why I only got one. Four years. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: But I I can say that I've been around the world. I got I got reciprocal licensed in Australia. I got reciprocal licensed in in Diego Garcia. I mean I was V Q nine B P there and we pulled in there four or five times and mm-hmm. I had my little Yezu seven fifty seven went down to the the ham shack Dave put put it on the beam and I, I was I was filling a log.
0: Yeah.
3: And that was only a general class.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, you looked really young here. I, I probably look young here too. Let's see, here's a here's a shot of me yeah. right there. I mean, look at that, man. I mean, hey. There I am, Christmas yeah, time, man. man, you know? Now that's a knot in my tie right there. That's how you're supposed to tie a tie right there okay you see that you don't let it hang you don't let it hang loose like that you know i mean you yeah. know. well
3: uh, my, my 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 second my second shot there i actually had a tie you oh, know yeah? it, it was a white shirt with a tie oh, and in okay. a suit coat i mean you know yeah well yeah. they they called us uh, they called us the um uh what was it uh oh god they they had some derogatory remarks to make yeah, about yeah, that i remember yeah. the marines the marines didn't like those
0: <laughs> but but hey it didn't bother you did it no and then we went back to cracker jacks yeah we went back to cracker jacks
3: and the in the white uh, the 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 white jumpers well, and that, I- I- I if you went you, to them, you know,
0: that is cool. That's cool that you guys got your pictures put on Cracker Jack boxes. I wish we had been able to do something like that, but no. Now you were too busy writing apology
1: letters to mayors. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well. I guess it was it was fun though. I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give it away for anything. I'd do it again. No, uh, no, yeah.
3: I would do I would do, I would go back and do it again. Only I would take I would take the I was uh, I I could have gone to a patrol squadron and, and, and instead of the helicopter squadron I, I I didn't mind the helicopter, but they put us on these these bathtubs there that that had you know round bottoms on the boat there and the thing was oh it was going this way and that way and i mean you know to try and sit there and try to eat your meal
0: <laughs> well you know i mean hey here's typical here's my here's where i lived right here man and the, the, the they claimed the same thing that it was rocking back and forth all the time <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, that's that Korean beer. It'll do that to you. Yeah,
3: well, I, like the, I like the Filipino beer, the, the San Miguel, because you could drink about 12 of those and not even get drunk. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, 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 and then we went to Japan and got the Kirin. The Kirin beer, that was a little bit stronger, I think. But, uh, you know, I had to... <sighs> I had to play Mother Hen for about ten of them because uh, they, they they thought that they were going to go into Tokyo at twenty minutes past twenty minutes past one, and I said no. Nah. I said the gates gonna close.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know we don't had,
3: want to go when the gates yeah, closed.
0: <laughs> well, we had uh, we had martial law too, and I think at midnight the gates were locked. Man, now we had a lot of guys that used to like to go into the village. Now, I mean, this, yeah. this back then, this was third world. I'm talking about the, the sewers were actually ditches down each side of the road in the village. I right. Mean, you know. Uh, right. It, it was a dirty place. Uh, grass uh, grass roofs and all kinds of stuff. Now, um, but you know what? Uh, they'd, we had a lot of people that uh, stayed off base at night. And uh, uh, my boss, he was a staff sergeant at the time, and we we pulled standby. In my job and uh when it was his turn to go standby, I just pulled his standby because we never had to go in for anything he stayed he stayed off base I pulled standby for him in return and and I didn't even go to work I played tennis and stuff all day most days uh because i was I was taking care of him so you know it, it was a pretty good life back then
3: Yes, it was I had no regrets.
0: Yeah.
3: Well Glenn, looks like Rodan definitely took off. Now I guess she's sleeping.
1: Oh, the the time change has just totally screwed them up. And she (laughs) was up here at you know eight p.m. daylight time, ready to go. And of course, the show wasn't on for an hour, and she just kind of you know when really 8 p.m rolled around she just kind of said screw this and she's been back and forth a little bit she's just she is just like this ain't right you're feeding me late you're not on time you know no good behavior metal for you and off she goes so I'm um, and you know godzilla you know she's the morning cat she'll be up at three at 3 a.m or excuse me at 2 a.m now both of them will be tearing up the house. They're they're night cats. Oh Lord! <laughs>
3: I thought they slept on on your bed.
1: That's when I'm not in it.
3: Oh, that's when you're not in it. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh, when okay. I'm
1: having breakfast in the morning, I've got one or both in my lap.
3: Well, yeah, they want they want some num nums too. I
1: mean, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. They got theirs. They ain't getting mine. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> they just want the lap, especially now that winter's here. Yeah, they're, they're cold.
3: Oh, y'all don't have snow down there that often, you know?
1: No, oh. but it's been cold. I mean, we actually had frost on the windshields. Oh, well, wh- wh- how, 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 how cold did it get? Well, um, Saturday in Tupelo, it was 34 degrees when I left the house. Yeah.
3: Oh Lord, it was twenty eight this yeah. morning. So I, I will tell you, Glenn, um consider those temperatures good. Okay? Oh, well, because wait. you don't have to you don't have to leave the you don't have to leave the cabinets under the sink open. We and you need, don't have to leave the water drip, 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 drip in the middle of the night so you don't freeze your
1: pipes. Well, I mean, you no, know. that's not hey, until we, January uh, and February. And
0: we'll, we, we'll usually have a snow every, every winter, probably. At yeah. least well, the And, and, and two hey, of every, every couple of years, I mean, we'll get a deep one. It might be a quarter of an inch. Yeah. <laughs> but we do get uh, some of those real real cold
1: days, and if you don't, worry about opening the cabinets and stuff you will break some pipes Mm. but nothing like you guys
3: well you know when you get 44 inches of snow in one storm i mean you know oh my god (laughs) (laughs) where do you put it where do you put it
1: after two feet where do you put it (laughs) i remember i was in uh, minnesota for a month for company training and of course just tons and tons of snow that year and right. you know, there would be the, the trucks clearing out the parking lots. You know the fr- the uh, the loaders just loading dump trucks full of snow. You know, and just building mountains of snow. So yes, I remember remember it well.
3: Well, they used to dump it in the river until the till the uh, 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 I guess you'd say fishing game people said, "Hey, uh, you're you're causing problems down." Downriver you know so don't do that <laughs> No more so I don't know what they're doing I know they take it by my house And they go up by the highway And there's this little area There that you know they There used to be a garage And stuff and I, I Guess they've been dumping it there wow. I mean I know that my driveway I, I, I We pay to have a guy come To do the driveway I have to do the walks The steps in front of my car So I can get out I mean, you know, I don't have a snowblower. I just use a regular shovel.
1: I remember one year I went to Minnesota, and it was like 22 below when I got there, and it was 21 below when I left, with 60 below wind chills, and that was a month later. And I'm like, Oh God, I can have this. You know, we didn't we didn't leave a hotel. <laughs> We ate, you know. We did nothing but eat and drink in the hotel. We did not go out other than to go to class. And we we kind of drew straws in the morning, and who had to go out.
3: And you didn't even straws. go to
1: class. Oh no, we would go to class, but we would take uh, we'd draw straws to see who had to go out and warm up the car.
0: All right, guys, stand by just a second. Uh, hey, good night to everybody oh, yeah. out there watching on uh, uh, on the Internet, and also if you're tuned in on WBCQ. We're glad to have you tonight. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio, and we'll see you next week. Good night. All right, it's 10 o'clock. 7-3. So. Thank
3: All you All right, so,
0: uh, okay, guys. Well, look, hey, had, had fun tonight. Enjoyed it. Thanks to everybody in the chat room for joining us uh, and being with us tonight. And uh, if you got any ideas or anybody wants to come on the show, please let us know. We're always looking for uh, content to put on the show. Uh, I think next week, uh, Alan and uh, Katie will be back with us. Also, next week, we may have Melissa... um, Melissa, I think, Poe. She is a teacher and also... um, uh, very uh, involved in um, MSAT and satellites, and her her uh, students last year built a satellite, and she had one of her satellites launched, I think, through the space shuttle here uh, this past year. So we're gonna try to have her on next week. I met her down nice. at the I met her down at the chairman's dinner at the uh orlando ham Fest a couple of years ago and uh she's a very interesting person i think she'll be with us next week
3: nice all
0: right guys so well, good night we'll to you buddy. there Space happy,
3: the
2: happy veterans